0: Normally, that's who you would be looking at, but he just landed in Atlanta, I guess. He and Susan got invited to Morning Star Conference that they have once a year. You ha- it was an invited event. They had never been invited before, so it was a real honor for uh, the ministers under Morningstar. So they have just come back from Coral Springs, Florida, and we're expecting to hear wonderful things. And not only that, Craig had made arrangement for uh, Martin Canones, our associate friend, pastor that uh, pastors a Spanish-speaking church. He was going to be here, but he got stranded in Montana on a job site, said, can't come. So then we rallied together because that's what we do at Relationship Church. And we're going to have a special, just as though we're sitting around the living room together, which is what we're doing. It's what we've just done with our praise and worship, of just being together as a family. Because that is our name, Relationship Church. and. Recently, several of us were talking like, I'd like to know so and so better. You know, we come and we maybe have three to five minutes, to say hello, how, how are you? And we say fine and how's your week been? It's good and so forth. So that there's a time and a place for that. But tonight we're going to just sit around the fireplace and have a fires- fireside uh, chat. And uh, Dahlia Moscanini and John Freeman are going to share their testimony. John ministers up here and Dahlia is here. She's going to tell about her and we're going to sit together. So come on up, guys. John, Dahlia. And so that when you see them from now on, you say, Oh, yeah, I have something to talk to her about. Or uh, we have a lot in common. Just take a chair, please. John said him. John Freeman, Dahlia. Well, you know, uh, if you travel, and I haven't traveled in a long time, but if you're traveling... And you go to another part of the country, like our Castlemans, they go a lot of places. And they don't need a guided tour. Or if you're going to, say, Israel, you want a guided tour, right, of the region of where you're going. And so I thought it would be helpful. You know, here we are situated in northwest Georgia. So we're going to take a little bus tour of uh, saying... You know why you came here, why you're here tonight, and we were just sharing sometimes the strangest things happen to get us to this time, to this place with these people, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell me about it. So uh, we're going to take a little bus tour of northwest Georgia. We're going to find out why these two, how they got here, because you know what? It was planned. It was planned. And you said, oh, my goodness, I didn't think I was going to end up in northwest Georgia. But you are. And it was a good thing that you're here. So we want to know how that happened. I love to hear people's journeys, their stories. Do you? It just says, oh, yeah, there's somebody else out there like me. And I love to hear their story. So I'm going to ask the two of you we'll go back and forth and then at the end you'll be able to or you say okay I've got a question I'd like to ask one of them feel free to do that because we're just sitting around the living room okay So I want to ask you where did you come from how did you know how did you come to know Jesus and we'll start there who wants to go first John <laughs>
1: Delia says John you're going first. <laughs> That's fine. Love all you people. I'm glad all of you are here tonight and we got to celebrate Jesus together. I was born in a small town called Houston, Texas. Was it was a lot smaller then, but yeah, still it's pretty big. But I was raised there. Um and how I met the Lord, we went to church from when I was born, my family was going to church. I was dedicated at six months, the whole nine yards, everything. Um, actually dedicated by a, a pastor you all probably know uh, by the name of uh, Hagee. John, John Hagee. Hage. John Hage. Really? I still got the little Bible at the house where he signed it and everything. I don't remember, you know, I was only six months. But unlike my two brothers and sister, um, I didn't get saved when I was little. They they did. Uh, went to Sunday school, all my, you know, growing up and everything, but I never, never made that commitment to the Lord. I, I never understood that. And when I got older, I completely went the other direction. I was the black sheep of the family. My family couldn't understand why is he like this? And everyone else turned out this way. Just happened to be that way. Uh, But anyway, me and my younger brother were like this. We were like best friends. And um, he was still in high school. I was already out of high school with my wife, but he'd come over. we'd, We'd have parties every weekend. And There'd be 300 people in my house, and we'd have a great time doing all this, that, and everything we shouldn't do. But, um, July 2nd, 1988, we spent the entire day together, me, my, my wife, my brother Brandon, a bunch of friends, at the Monsters of Rock concert. Don't even remember who I was playing, um. Van Halen, Metallica, what have you. And it was great. Um, A week later, July the 9th, 1988, my brother drowned in Galveston. And that turned my whole life upside down. But God used that moment to not only save me, but to bring my whole family back to where we'd all wandered off, um, back to him and, and save me. So I got saved, my wife got saved out of it, and we was actually just living together at the time, so we got was convicted after we got saved, we need to get do something, we need to get married. We got married in 89, and then in 90, God called me to Georgia to join a band, a Christian band, and I thought I had it all figured out, but it uh, turns out I didn't. Okay,
0: let me just add something. If you have heard that you are the black sheep of the family, it's a lie. It is a lie. Because everyone has an appointment with the Father. He has placed something inside of you of his DNA. And he said, I want it back. But I want you to take it on a journey. You may be different. But don't you ever believe that you're the black sheep of the family? Never That's
1: get it so out
0: of your vocabulary.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Done. Dahlia.
2: I like her story. Let me keep it. <laughs> 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 anyway, so um, I was born in Jamaica, Kingston, Jamaica. Um wish I was born in the countryside, but I was born in Kingston. and um, number Is that <laughs> a city? Um, It's the main city of our very big Jamaican island. (laughs) And I'm number five of seven children. And um, my grandma was the Christian in the family. Basically, um, the rest of my family wasn't so much Christian, but she grew up all her kids to know the Lord. And because of her, even when we're little, she would take us to church. And I remember when um, my, you know, my grandparents migrated to Canada and um, my mom and dad, um, both of, you know, they, you know, we, there there's a lot of kids and so, it, you know, there was a time when we kind of moved homes and we ended up um, kind of moving a lot and during that time we stopped going to church and um and you know we were just there and for some reason when i was i think 6 years old one sunday i got dressed in the afternoon and insisted i was going to go to church and um and i and i think my my mom got somebody to find a church nearby took me to church and um and so sunday school on sunday evening kind of became the thing that i did i don't know where it came from I think the Lord just kind of placed it in my, my heart because the neighborhood that we're living in at the time wasn't really the best neighborhood, didn't have the best influences, and I think that was what kind of kept me out, out from a lot of stuff that everybody else around me got involved in because there's a lot of things going on and I was just going to school and going to church. Um, but... Um, at it was at a vacation babel class and it was a eventually i went to several different types of church i went to a pentecostal church i went to seventh day adventist church i went to just any church they could find for me because every sunday i was just like i'm going to go to church and i was little <laughs> and um and they would find me a church and i ended up at um, a, a a a brethren church and that kind of became the the sunday school that i was I would go to, and it was at one of the vacation Bible classes that um, I I gave my life to the Lord, and I met the Lord, Um, and um, so I I knew the Lord early, and I'm grateful for it um, because a lot of the, you know, peers that I grew up with and played with, and we, we would play, you know, all, all the games together, they, they, they ended up, the the, the, the the boys ended up in drugs, and, and a lot of them ended up being killed. And a lot of the girls ended up pregnant or on drugs or, you know, just didn't make it. Um, and, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm just a testimony of God's goodness throughout all, all my life, in spite of a lot of stuff. Um, so that, so I got, I met the Lord, and I, grew up, and even in the middle of that situation, he, he was gracious to me, and I was able to focus. I was Me and my sister were the two in our, the entire neighborhood that graduated from high school and graduated from university. Um, and, you know, the Lord was good. I did medical school. I did pediatrics, and um, and during my walk with the Lord, it I got to I, don't know, I was still going to a brethren church, and for some reason I had this restlessness in my heart, and I went to an Easter convention and I bought a little book, Lord help me to grow, and I'd read it every night before I go to when everybody else was sleeping, and it told me about the Holy Spirit and that the Holy Spirit was different from Salvation, and um, and I just had this hunger in my spirit, and right there, a Sunday night, I, you know, in the middle of the night when everybody was asleep, the Lord baptized me in the Holy Spirit. The Lord literally just came in the room and baptized me in the Holy Spirit. And I went back to the church and I spoke to my Sunday school. Teachers and I spoke to my best friend's dad who was an elder in the Brethren Church and just wanting to understand what God had done and just, and nobody understood it. Nobody could explain it. And eventually I, you know, there was, I met someone who was able to tell me that this is what it is and this is what the Lord was doing. And, um, a few years later, I ended up, um, uh, and I ended up, you know, attending a, a, a church that actually believed in the Holy Spirit. Um, and it was more like an apostolic church because it, there was an apostle. And I grew up in that church. And one of the things that happened early in my life was my dad left the family. Um, and I, rem- I, I was a daddy's girl. I would sleep literally on my father's chest. And he'd carry me on his shoulders everywhere. And even now I'm still a daddy's girl, even after all those years and all the, 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 even after he left the family, I still consider myself a daddy's girl. Um, and I remember when I, I remember he, that last conversation when he was about to leave, and I knew he was going to leave. And I remember saying, in my heart, God, I don't think my dad is going to be here, and I'm going to need you to be my father. And, um, and I am. If I'm sharing too much, let me know. But throughout my school years, I knew God as my father. Um, I knew there are times when I needed guidance, I needed correction, I needed to be pulled out of situations, and he'd literally pull me out, and he'd say, don't do it again. Um, and I, I know the correction of my father. Um, I also know when, you know, he, this the, the person who was the apostle at the church I was attending, when he said, he's going to be your father. Um, and, 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 and I was taken aback. I was upset. And this is just my walk with the Lord. Um, and, and I was like, God, you're my father. Why are you going to give me away? But I needed to understand the love of a human father. Because even though I stayed in touch, I still am in touch with my biological father. But he's not really a, you know, I still love him. But I needed to be fathered by a human. And the Lord allowed that. And and, and, and so I grew up in the Lord. Um, how I ended up here, I did med school, I did pediatrics in Jamaica. Um, I did public health for a few years. I lived in Baltimore, Maryland, did my public health. I lived in Africa for a few years in Nigeria, Zambia. And during that time, you know, I was, I, I learned to trust God. I, I learned to just know that I can live on a limb with Him. I can, I can, I can take risks with the Lord because, um, He, He was with me and all these, these different things. And, um, <laughs> but, and um I, I was introduced to my husband while I was living in Africa and that moved me to the US to Florida. It's a long trip and then a long story sorry. And then um I had I did over my pediatrics and at the end of everything I interviewed and found a job here in Dalton of all the, the places I interviewed. Um we just felt that
0: God had God called us here and I've been thank been you here. I want to point out some things it's amazing to me how how we're all in the same room because Jeremiah 1: 5 says I knew you before you were conceived in your mother's womb now why did Delia in that neighborhood why was she only one of She and her sister. Why was she drawn to the father out of her whole family and had a hunger and a desire in her heart? Where would that come from? Huh? The Lord. It was the father drawing her and he put in her his DNA to say, You have a relationship with your father, but he left, so now I will be your father. She heard. So I have, Dalia, we have a uh, discipleship class here, and Dalia has given me the honor of walking with her, and we've been doing this for a year in April. And I've gotten to know her, and within each of us there is a treasure Part of her treasure is, if you want someone to pray over you that knows the Father intimately, she's the one that, if there's a father hole missing in your heart, she has walked that. And when you walk through something, like Sean was saying, he doesn't calm the wind. He teaches you how to walk on troubled waters. And when you do that, you gain an authority. Dahlia has that. So I'm just saying, her testimony, because she's here with you, that's available. She can pray and impart some of that to you. Now, John, I uh, I was privileged to walk with he. And Trini, uh, at the end of 2020, I taught a class at Compassion House for trauma and grief. And they came through. And I got to know them better. And just privileged to know John has a sensitive, creative spirit, which is very precious in the worship team Hallelujah. and in hearing God. So you landed here.
1: Well, let me, let me back up a little Um just at, at my brother's funeral, the, uh, the only thing I really remember the preacher saying is, today is Friday with its doom and gloom, but Sunday is coming. And fast forward, we we got saved. Um, God called us to Georgia. Our pastor at the time in Texas and Houston was against it at first. He prayed about it. They, they were like, you're going into a dark region. You're going You're going to going to the devil's belt you know all this stuff but despite all that we, we were determined God we knew what we'd heard God so we came here and uh, first thing is my daughter was born in 1992 on a Sunday and after she was born I was going back home and it just dawned on me that it, hey it's Sunday you know Friday with the doom and gloom but Sunday is coming. And then, and three years later, in 1995, was attending a church in Elegy, and out of the blue, or to me it was out of the blue, uh, the pastor said, John Freeman, stand up. <clears throat> and of course, I'm shaking, you know, what, stand up? So I stood up, and he called me out, and he said, I, th- I believe God has called you to preach. I said, are you sure? And everyone starts laughing. Oh, right. He said, yes, I'm sure i prayed about it. God's called you to preach. I'm like, okay. Well, I was working a weird shift at that time. Uh, it was different days every week. So one week I'd get to go to church and next week I wouldn't. Anyway, I worked one, that Sunday night the, the next week. Monday morning or uh, Monday afternoon, I woke up. My wife handed me this piece of paper and this little card. and said, well, here's your stuff, you know. And I looked at it, and it was the license and everything, and I was staring at it, kind of dumbfounded. And then it hit me, the date was July the 9th, 1995, exactly seven years to the day that my brother had died. So that, that kind of just blew me away. Anyway, fast forward, we too had, in here here in Georgia, had been to a dozen churches, you know, and for whatever reason, it, it got to the point where Trinity and I thought, is it us? Because every church we was going to was splitting up, down the middle, half the people leaving, this happening, this catastrophe, this tragedy, that tragedy. This had happened, that would happen. And it was like, oh, maybe we shouldn't even go to church, you know. It's getting terrible. But, uh, but anyway, we, we, we pressed on because I feel like we've got to be going somewhere. Um, fast forward to, we was at a point where we were in between churches and I thought, where, you know, where do we need to go? Because we need to be at a place where we can get taught, where people are, you know, they know the Lord, they love the Lord. We're not being condemned, but we're not being, what's the word I'm thinking of, you know, soft. I mean, we need we need love, we need encouragement, we need truth, we need all these things to become what we're supposed to be. And uh, <clears throat> I just remember my friend Jason, I remember, you know, he's been going to the same church for 25 years, so something must be going on down there. He's been at the same church. So I asked him one day, I said, Jason, uh you mind if I come to your church? No, come on, brother. Come on. So that was probably 2018 or 2019. And Trini and I came here and this is where we're supposed to be all the time, I guess. But uh, the people here are exactly what I needed. I mean, people who will love me in truth, who will be my friend, um, pray with me. Uh, tell me the hard truth, but also be compassionate. You're not going to get condemned, but you're not going to be, you know, uh, what's the word? Help me out, Jan. Cuddled. 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 You, can be cuddled. you can be cuddled, but not coddled. You can be hugged and spanked at the same time. <laughs> Corrected. Um, and that's what we need. We need each other to, um, to strengthen each other. We need that word that, that my, uh, my iron sharpens your iron, but at the same time, your iron is sharpening my iron. And um, we've all got gifts that God's given each of us particular just to us, gifts and talents. We need to use them. We need to grow them. The Lord wants to grow them. The Holy Spirit wants to explode them, and we just, you know, need to be uh, open to that and able to listen to, to not just Holy Spirit, but listen to each other. And We listen to God and Holy Spirit, and then we pay attention to each other. We listen twice as much as what we speak. We were given two ears and only one mouth. And sometimes I speak more than I listen, but I'm learning
0: so, Dalia, back to you with this apostle that was your earthly representative of a father. Uh, you got married. Uh, you met your husband during that time, correct? Under this apostle. So take us briefly from... Uh, was, that was a growing experience, walking with this apostle, Correct.
2: So, um, so like I said, I met my husband. Over. I met my husband through the church I was a part of. And I left Zambia and came to the U.S. Um, um, after studying, I ended up here in Dalton. And um, I've had some rough days since I've moved to Dalton. Um, similar to you, I couldn't, we didn't find a local church, but we kept in touch with a church that we're a part of. Um, but, you know, and so we didn't have that local connection for many, many years. And um, there was a point where, you know, we even tried to move back to Florida, which is where the local, the, the other church was and it didn't work out. And you know, for a while, we're living separately. Me moving there, him living there. And um the the home that we that we lived in just we just couldn't get rid of it, and we ended up moving back um and that caused a breach in the whole relationship with the church, which was painful um and that was you know on top of the fact that you know while living here at lost it was during you know like few years before I'd lost my my sister and my grandma, and so there was a lot of raw areas um, and then after, but one things when I had moved to Florida and I came back I you know one things I said, you know Lord I didn't connect with a church I'd love to connect with a church, and I'd love to be a part of what you're doing here in Dalton because I realized that Dalton was basically in in you know, a stock in terms of what God was doing had they had basically ceased to progress in what God wanted to unfold for his body and in know and so it was typified by Baptist Church and i I just figure that the only church here in Dalton was Baptist church. So when I came back, I found a Baptist church to attend and you know and I'm like, you know, I'm just while I'm here I'm going to be working with you, Lord, and trusting you that you are going to do something here in this region that is going to bring your body and your people out of this place that they've been stuck at and where they can fulfill everything that you have. So, um, and and it was in that relationship with this Baptist church that um, my husband, Steve, and I, you know, we we loved the pastor. We loved, you know, I mean, they, they were both teachers of the Word, so they'd really enjoy just digging in to the Word, and they're just really sweet people. But it was in the middle of wanting to plug in here and this broken relationship that we're dealing with that the whole COVID thing happened and my husband got sick and, um, and it was a battle. Um, the doctors thought he wasn't going to live even for a week and he survived nine months fighting and we fought With everything we had. And my husband fought. And after nine months, he went home to the Lord. During that battle, the Lord had a lot of different people from the body of Christ praying with us from different types of ministry. But there are also certain ministry Like I had to learn the honest truth about the medical system and all the things that were not right about the profession I'm in. I also needed to face and be and confront some of the things that are just not right with the body of Christ and how we handle crisis and support each other and being there for each other because as you know, a lot of churches were shut down and a lot of ministries just were not available to be prayed for to pray for you and to be, even be there. I didn't know about John G. Lake Ministries during that time. And I didn't know about a lot of ministries that would have prayed for my husband. But in the whole process, I ended up meeting people who were there willing. Um, even after my husband passed, they were there supporting me. And Julie, Julie was a part of my support. And um, literally, shortly before my husband passed away, the Lord himself visited me. And this was the first time I ever had an experience like that with Jesus. And he literally allowed me to see my husband being escorted to heaven. And he gave me a of himself in a garden and he revealed himself to me in a way. And the thing that I left that experience with was that even though I knew about my God and I knew so much and I'd been walking for all these years with him, I realized I didn't know him. I felt I didn't know him. I felt almost like a bride who meeting her husband for the first time, and it was still nice to meet you, kind of a greeting. And that was kind of what led me on the pursuit after that, that I have to really know my God And the other thing that I learned through that experience was that as much as I had known about praying, interceding, declaring the word, I did not understand, okay, when you're actually in a situation, how exactly, how exactly do you trust god for healing how exactly do you stand on certain things how, how how do you make it practical i had a lot of theories and i had a lot of methods but i but that 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 walking through it with god was something that i realized was missing and 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 and, 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 and so at at the end of it all i'm like you know what lord and I realized I didn't realize it before, but I realized it then how much I was depending on a leader to kind of be there for me and do stuff for me. You understand? I realized that I was, you know, and so I was calling, come and pray for my husband. Come and, you know, and I was reaching out. But and 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 and, and it was in that process that I realized that the Lord was saying, "I need you to build yourself up." I need you to dig deep into me. I need you to dig your own well that you will have not just for yourself. Not only will you win the next battle, but you will have what it is in you for somebody else. You will be able to be a wellspring for other people. And so this, and so the Lord has been taking me on a journey after that and it's based on everything I am realize is based on relationship with him because I mean yes I expect the Lord to work signs and wonders and miracles and I expect the Lord to even raise the dead but guess what it all flows through relationship with him because you know you, you, you look and you're like yes we can do stuff but Jesus said you know what the Holy Spirit said to me you know what I can anoint a pencil to do anything. But it's different when it's coming from that place of, first of all, knowing him and walking with him. That's where I want to go. And that's what brought me here. And so I remember once Julie told me the name of her church. And I'm like, Julie, tell me where your church is. And I came one Sunday,
0: and I've been coming.
1: (laughs) And we welcomed her with open arms.
0: Open arms, yes. And, and so, I got a hug that day. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do remember. Wow. So there, each of us have so much, so many jewels inside of us that Father has refined and fired that we share with one another. Uh, you know, we all get traumatized. We've all been traumatized sometimes with relationships or churches, Daily has walked through that successfully and come through knowing the healing of what we even sometimes happens to us at church. And she's walked through, as she said, that personal relationship with Him. And I fully expect the part that Dahlia brings to us is a part that One day, we are going to see the dead raised. And uh, uh, because we're so great, no. But because we have a relationship with him, that's the most important thing than any gift that he could give us. Right? Yes. That's the truth. John is a musician who expresses the heart of God through his instruments and in writing songs, and so that's what you're presently doing, right?
1: That is correct. Writing, um, I guess. Ever since I got saved, I've been writing. Um, I've been playing music since I was little, but um, really took off. God really, my talents that God's given me were writing, and and sometimes it's it's the Holy Spirit completely because. I'll write something and I'll be like, I did not just write that. There's no way I wrote that. I couldn't think that. So it's really amazing. And I've seen God work that way in other people where they'll they'll do something, God will work through them some way, reach someone that no one else could reach, pray a prayer or say something or just one little something, do something that, that no one else could do that has changed a life forever. And... Um, you know, that's what it's all about. That's to me. Uh, if God will use me today and let me change someone's life forever, then they can go, and they're going to go change someone else's life forever. And it's a chain reaction, right? We all want those chain reactions, and uh, it's. That's what it's about. It's sweet. Does
0: anybody have any questions? Quick questions for either one of them? Yes. So I hear, brother. Prayer, right. prayer, right? So I hear your intercessory prayer word, and for me, I've developed a hunger for prayer lately myself to start spending time in the secret place and praying. So Holy Spirit, inclined me to ask you if you could tell me one thing that would make me more effective in my prayer life. What would it be?
2: I'd say it's um, leaning on His heart. And letting him share his heart with yours, with you. And you pray his heart. And you pray with the same, not just the words, but the same passion that he has about it. The same intensity. And then you also understand that, you know, intercession is not, you know, there are times when, you know, you're just like, yeah, and I'm. Going through this, but you need to have an expectation that what you're, he's allowing, he's, you're praying with him. You're birthing it in the earth. And so there's an expectation that it is being done. I'm not just in prayer, just, just chewing into, you you know wish this was and this should be and this could be and whatever but this is at, we are birthing this together in the earth you and me holy spirit you've shown me your heart that this is what father wants this is father's heart and we are going to see this happen Good.
0: Good. anybody else for either one of them Is that a question?
1: No, I just, 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 just,
0: just, just... thank you, thank you something you, you. So Dalia, would you just pray over them whatever the Lord puts on your heart? And John, would you just pray over them what Father gives you and then we'll receive that impartation and say, Father, this is what I want from one of my brothers and sisters in In the kingdom, I'd like this in my life. Would you do that? Just pray. Just pray normal. Yeah, go ahead, Bailey.
2: Father in heaven, we just bless you, Lord. And Lord, I've always told you, Lord, that you are my best treasure. And Lord, if there is anything, Father, I would pray, oh God, over you. For your people, Lord God is Father for each and every single one of us to have that privilege of relationship with you. Father, where we, O oh God, are able to run into your arms and embrace you and say, Abba, and know, Lord God, that you have received us. Father, where we know, O oh God, that you are training us and raising us up, O oh God, as sons and daughters, Father, to to bear your name, to bear your splendor, to, to bear who you are, O oh God, and to show you to others. And so, God, I just ask, Father, for every single one here that you will bring them into that secret place with you, into that relationship with you. Father, today I just break off every every stigma of fatherlessness, Father, over your people, over these people. God, I just say, God, they are not fatherless. They have a Father who loves them and dotes over them, who has accepted them. Father, I just thank you, Lord God, for just revealing that love to them, God. Father, and just filling in those gaps and filling in, oh, God, in those hurt places, God, and just bringing them, Father, to where, God, they are able to stand in the fullness of the stature of your son, Jesus, Father, because they will no longer be walking around with the pain or the shame, with the heartaches, with the regrets from their past, mighty God. Father, I just thank you, Lord. You are a one who is able to close those doors and open the new doors in their lives, my God. And Father, even now, God, I just thank you that everything, Lord God, that has been a struggle is no longer a struggle for them. Things, Father, that they're just like it seemed they were walking around this mountain. God, I just thank you that no longer they are crossing the Jordan into the promise you have for them. And so, God, I just thank you for the journey. I thank you, Lord God, that each and every single one of us, including me, Lord, because we're on this journey together. Father, each of us, Lord, will fulfill everything you have for us in this year, everything. Father, we will be able to put off, oh God, everything that would hold us back. And, Lord God, we're able to just run into your arms and then run with you. So thank you. Thank you, Lord. I just praise and bless you. I just thank you. In the name of Jesus, amen.
1: Dear Lord, thank you so much, Father, for hearing our prayers, for knowing us before we knew ourselves, for for calling us before we were born and having a purpose for us, each and every one of us a plan, and a purpose. And that is profound, God. Lord, I just ask, Lord, that you would reveal your love to my friends and family here, God, that you would paint their canvas new every morning, God, with colors that no one else has seen, God, with, with a dance in their heart, God, with a leap in their step, no matter what a day may come, God, that we will be confident in this, that that you are our Father, that you are our God, that we are sealed unto the day of redemption, Lord. That your goodness and your grace and mercy follows us wherever we go, Lord. And surely it will take us all the way, all the way to eternity, God, where we will spend every Every moment with you, God. This life on this earth is so short. It seems Some days seem long, but it is so short, Lord. But thank you, God, for reaching us in our own unique story that we all have. Everyone here has got their own unique story. And it's all painted because of what the, you, what Holy Spirit, what Jesus has done on the cross we just give you all the praise, Lord. I give you all the praise, all the honor, Lord, for my friends, my family. And I know, Lord, I know that you're going to work through them. And you're going to do great things through them. And you alone receive all the glory, God. Thank you, Lord. And love on them special tonight, God, in Jesus' name, amen.
0: They've shared their bread with you. They've broken their bread and passed it out to you. So take it as sustenance and pass it on to someone else. Thank you for coming. You're dismissed.